At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I just had burnt out of it. I wanted better for myself. I knew that one day I'd like to have a family and kids, and I certainly don't want to raise them in that environment. Right. I wanted my money to go farther. I wanted to feel free. Uh, and so, you know, Austin and Texas just, just was it. Call to me. Let's go. Welcome to Citizen. We've got a special guest today who doesn't know what to do with his hands, Josh Castell. I'm waiting for direction on what you were. Yeah, you were Hello. pretty anxious about it before yeah, the show started. Just sitting in this throne chair, unaware of what to do. Yeah. So you and I met in Vegas about yes, a year ago. Um, and Crazy. You pitched this idea to me that uh, I'm surprised we didn't get into a fist fight, to be honest. You I know. probably would have lost. So I'm glad uh, it doesn't. It, nobody wins, really. It's true. You know what I mean? It's in, in fights. I don't think anybody really wins. Um, but before we get into all that, oh man, let's get into your background a little bit. Tell me where you're from. I'm originally a Yankee boy, New Yorker by birth, Texan by choice. Hoorah! Where in New York? Uh, so I was born in Canarsie in Brooklyn, and then I grew up in a town called Marlboro uh, and a place called Howard Beach, Queens. Split time back and forth. Um, so you're a Mets fan. I guess I haven't really cared for a long time as a byproduct of being a Mets fan. Yeah, yes, that's brutal. by lineage I'm yeah. a Mets fan. Um, but yeah, that that's as painful as anything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Mets. Strangely enough, not Mets Jets, Mets Giants. That's uh, um, which I know is weird, but yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's you know the same number of letters. It's only one letter apart, so it makes sense for New York people. You it's know true, I mean? and you can tell by the the chant for Jets is just spelling the name of the team. And that's a challenge at it times is per, for, for some of the audience. Mo, yes. uh, mo, mooks, yeah, it is. Yes. Uh, let's see. So you were in New York, and then yep. you went to uh, Temple, right, if I'm not mistaken? Proud Temple grad, me and the cause. Is that, right. is that Owls? Temple Owls, baby. Nice. John Chaney, legendary coach, assaulting students. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> at, least, at least it was students and not. Speaking of that, um, what's his nuts? Bobby Knight died today. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. But he's a little shit. Um, True. <clears throat> Temple, and then Temple uh, Owls, baby, North it, Philadelphia. So you, lands. you're the second most famous alumni, right? Because behind Bill Cosby. Uh, we also had what's his face, um, the Girls Gone Wild guy. Is a proud. Oh Temple yeah, alum. yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe, whatever. Yeah, yeah, from whatever jail. Yeah, cell I think he's, he's in, in prison now. now yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Um, what would you study at Temple? I studied uh, film and media arts, actually. So we were just having a fun conversation about my uh, my first gig out of school, mm -hmm. locked in a broom closet in NFL Films, you know, pulling out college football highlights from all of the games before, 
you know, where was that? Where where are they located? They're like in South Jersey. Oh, they're not in like Connecticut with everybody else. No, they're they're in the uh, the, the. God, why would they be in South Jersey? Across the river or across right across the river from, from Philly, Philly in the what? suburbs? Uh, because I think that the original founder uh, just had lived there when hmm. he brilliantly. What was his name? Uh, I think Steve Sable. Something he, like that. He, he made great. I mean, they made great films back in the day. Well, and he had the vision to brilliantly go to the NFL when it was not the NFL yeah. today and secure like forever in perpetuity the rights to be the exclusive film arm of the league. And so that continues to this day. That's amazing weird. for them. Not so amazing for me as a junior worker locked in a broom closet for 12 hours a day yeah. editing out college football highlights. Look, it's, I haven't watched football since. That's just how it goes, man. It's true. Um, I moved on. Yeah. Clearly. So what did you get into after that? So after that, and I guess the whole story of my background that'll lead up to where we're at now is, you know, I got into the advertising world. Mm. I started working in the big agency uh, world in New York City. Um, I had the entrepreneurial bug very early on and realized, you know, it was kind of a, uh, a, a, a raw deal to be generating a lot of value for other people instead of yourself. Sure. And uh, launched a few companies. And so, you know, one of the first companies that was... Um, Believe it or not, before social media was a thing, before brands knew that they needed to be communicating on those channels, uh, we were out there taking them social for the very first time. Mm. And then, you know, all that goofy stuff, creating Facebook pages and apps and doing all their content and their posts and their moderating and sentiment analysis. And then, you know, that began a long journey into other similar ventures in terms Mm. of like, what was the new hot thing in the space? It was mobile. It was mobile gaming and all those goofy, like, you know, watch a video to earn the gold bars to, to get the thing you need to beat the level boss on the mobile game. And yeah. all of that kind of stuff that Tad amount, you know, uh, uh, nets out to collecting a lot of information on folks and doing a lot of analysis on that information, mm-hmm. all uh, for the purposes of serving them better targeted ads to make them buy more stuff. And so I spent years doing that. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to everyone, it was good to me. Um, and when it became clear that you know I was, uh, we were looking at an exit in my last venture, um, I finally acted on a long personal desire to move to the great state of Texas. And here I am, circa uh, 20, about 2017. I've been down here. And uh, what made you decide to come to Texas? So I'm someone who knows what it's like uh, to be mugged and a victim of random violence um, up in New York mm-hmm. with without any sort of, uh, you know, right to defend myself. I know, you know, believe it or not, I know what it is to be at the corner of like the busiest intersection on earth, (laughs) like 34th and 7th coming out of Madison Square Garden, Mm -hmm. right? Where whenever you don't want them, you can't, there's cops everywhere, but when you need them not to be found and be literally, you know, jumped and beaten to a pulp right there on that intersection without any, any uh, intervention, any police to be anywhere. Um, And so, you know, in general, the rat race of the city combined with some of those kind of observations and the general sort of values that I observed, right? I just had burnt out of it. I wanted better for myself. I knew that one day I'd like to have a family and kids and I certainly don't want to raise them in that environment. Right. I wanted my money to go farther. I wanted to feel free. Uh, and so, you know, Austin and Texas just, just was it call to me. I mean, yeah, it's not a bad place to be if you're going to do tech stuff, I guess. It's kind of the only other place besides New York and San Francisco, right? Mm. Which were both equally unattractive to me. Yeah. Well, Ohio's starting to pop up a little bit now, but it's more in manufacturing tech than it is programming, I guess. Yeah. And database shit. Yeah. And um, we all know what's happening here, right? The growth, the the opportunity to, you know, 
profit off property. Yeah. The, the scene's good. Um, the barbecue's delicious. I've always had a affinity for country music and cowboy boots, so this was the right fit for me. Well, you can miss me on those last two, but barbecue I'm in. Um, and it, it's... Uh, uh, I, I'm, I try to be gracious in life because I appreciate people doing things. Uh, I especially like time spent doing something well. But one thing that can stop immediately is people outside of Texas trying to give me barbecue. Just oh stop, God. man. Yeah. It's yeah. like uh, we, we go to um, we go to uh, tailgates a lot for Drinking Bros and for Hard AF. And <clears throat> it's like uh, you're not you're, – your Midwest barbecue it ain't going to do it, bud. I'm sorry. And I, and I come from the Carolinas too, so – I kind of grew up on that kind of barbecue, but even that. It's good, but. It's it's not the same. Yeah. It's just not the same. And I think it's probably because, you know, every place has their specialty. I'm not a sauce guy, so the Midwestern stuff isn't going to appeal to me. Um, it's got too much fucking sugar in it, but. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I, I, I'm i trying to consume as much meat as possible without, <laughs> without dying from it. I'm aware. Um, yeah, you've eaten with me before. You know what You it is. are a monster. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but I do try to be great. Like, I appreciate the... But that's why I like, you know, good tailgates. LSU is a good one because uh, our guy down there makes a muffalata sandwich, which is fucking delicious. Yeah. You know? uh, everybody's got their specialty. I don't know why we're talking about food. I guess I should have eaten before I came on the yeah, show. Yeah, I mean, my stomach is grumbling and making me yeah. crave some of that Sorry dry rope barbecue. But, I mean, like, I'll just go off on one other tangent on yeah. that. It's mm-hmm. not That's not limited to barbecue, right? In general, I think everybody needs to stay in their lane know what they do well and stop trying to steal everybody else's thunder like if one more yeah. person down here tries to show me where the, a good bagel is i'm gonna mm. lose my mind there is no there are no thing. good bagels exactly and that's yeah. just the way it is it's fair right? we need more jews is the problem right yeah, you gotta whole, we have to hold another conversation there isn't a bigger there's not a large jewish community in austin for for I, they probably don't like the heat i guess i don't know i mean there is comparatively to other places yeah there's, to there's mississippi a, there's, there's a lot of us here i, I yeah. am one there's yeah a, there's, but like a, you know what i'm talking about there's no delis here. There's no bagel shops here. Not, not any good ones that I know of. They're here. Where? They're tell not me, good. Tell me. Oh, well, see, there, there are a few. They're, they're not They're not. Are they good. run by actual Jews? So they claim, but that could just be marketing. I think we need to test them. Although testing for that might set a bad example. I don't, <laughs> we're yeah, not I don't trying to round you, do, you up. I, I I'm just trying to get a bagel, yeah. dude. Yeah. Here, um, wear a star if you, if you pass yeah, this test yeah. so we, I can identify you and buy your deli foods. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a big lox guy. Not a good I'm not idea. a fan of that, but I do enjoy a, a nice New York bagel. It's just different. I, it's the, one of the only – New York bagels, New York pizza, right? Mm. That's about the only things that I truly miss about living up north. Yeah. And I travel up to see family frequently. Mm. I get my fix, and I'm ready to come back. Yeah, that's – it's like a nice place to visit. Well, actually, it's not really nice to visit sometimes. It depends on the time of year, I guess, but and what's going on there. Right now, they're kind of getting overrun by... I mean, but. yeah, but for me, <clears throat> a week during Christmas time, mm-hmm. right? Right? As yeah, long as it's do. not being overrun by lunatics, you yeah. know, protesting stuff and creating violent environments, mm-hmm. there's there's few places on earth that are as magical as New York for that purpose, for that yeah, whole yeah, yeah, miracle yeah. on 34th Street experience, right? Yeah, I love that. 30, but, 30 Rock is cool. Yeah, like, but that, a lot of that's, cool a, stuff. that's a visit. Central that's Park not, is nice during... Christmas yeah. time too. If, yep. you, if you don't mind, you just keep your head on a swivel, right? Because you might get stabbed too. But well, and that's back to our whole previous conversation. Of course, but you have no right to, you know, uh, uh, defend yourself. Uh, as ludicrous as it as it sounds, there's mm. more rights given to your assailants than you as a victim up there. Yeah, I'm surprised there's still. Uh, 
I'm surprised they're still able to enforce those, like a permit requirement to just own a handgun, because I feel like that's been adjudicated at the Supreme Court level at this point with Heller and some of these other fucking decisions. That in, you, you do have the innate right to own a firearm, and the, the government should not be able to restrict that. In theory, but I think that mm-hmm. the delta between some Supreme Court verbiage saying mm-hmm. that and, it, and that manifesting in local state policy and the procedural end of how they issue those mm-hmm. uh, is huge. And so, you know, the folks that, that would like to have been able to effectively still hamstring that where, you know, uh, regardless of what the Supreme Court has said, right, Good luck applying and good luck getting it processed and good luck getting it approved. Yeah. Um, and I guess that brings us to the point of all this. <laughs> why, why am I here right now? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so one of, the, one of the things that I say on this show a lot is that if you want to keep government out of your fucking business, you have to box them out, Right. You have to solve problems before they can get there because their their version of a solution is going to erode the rights of everybody. Mm-hmm. That's they, it's always it's always corporal punishment for them because they don't know how to behave in any other way. Um, it's inefficient from their perspective to be like, well, we can't have one offs here and there. We can't treat every case differently in these situations. Uh, we have to have one law. And I don't know if it's the nanny state bullshit. I don't know if it's you know some greater conspiracy or just weak leadership or what or laziness or they just want to feel justified in doing something so they can keep getting a who it doesn't really fucking matter the point is you can't trust government to do anything um so i have this debate a lot with people i think i think everybody whether you know the human being or not can think of a couple of people at least right off the top of your head that should not own or have owned firearms right like dylan roof that cunt from uh Charleston, the shot at the black church. Um, Devin Kelly, the guy that shot up the church here in Texas. And I think he was clipped by an uh, old Air Force dude, right, with a rifle? Something like that. If I'm not mistaken, I think he clipped him when he was driving down the road. Um, Nicholas Cruz and Parkland. There's, there's, I mean, too many. It goes on and on. But what's his name? Card, Robert Card from Maine right now. I mean, again, every single one of these dudes, right? I mean, it goes on and on. So it's like. I think th- this is the debate I have with people on the conservative side because they don't want to—they don't want the government involved in a, the adjudication process at all. And I don't blame them because sure. the government has weaponized that time and again. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, you have to put all these facts together. Okay, I know that there is a problem. That is a, the problem is there are fucking psychos and Reagan shut down all the fucking loony bins for whatever fucking reason. Um, another reason to not like him, my opinion, but. Um, there's a bunch of psychos cruising around out there and the way the government wants to handle that situation is red flag laws yep. that can be weaponized, not just by the government, but by somebody who just doesn't like you. Yep. Like, Hey, Josh yep. is saying he's going to kill people and then they kick your front door down and kill your dog. You know what I mean? Uh, so we know that the government can't be trusted to adjudicate this, but that still has, that still the problem still exists. We, we've eliminated one potential solution that we don't agree with. That's great, right? It's a, it's a good part of the process to get that out of the way. Um, but I'm not, I'm not comfortable with saying, well, that solution doesn't work, so there just is no solution, right? Because if I'm a gun store owner 
and somebody that looks like one of these dicks walks in, I'm like, nope, get the fuck out, dude. And not only that, if I know other gun sellers in the area, I'm going to call them and tell them too. But that's like, <laughs> that's like 1950s level bolos, be on the lookout. You know what I mean? Like that shit doesn't work because this motherfucker is just going to drive 25 yeah, or 30 miles away. Yeah, not at scale, not near yeah. big box stores. And, yeah. So you've been working on a solution that is, I guess it's a supplement to Nick's for lack of a better phrase, but it's, it is completely private. Yes, right. sir. The government isn't allowed to, to touch it at all. No affiliation um, with any government body, no. And what it does is it, it checks. It, it's, does it run through NICS as well? It checks NICS, right? Not NICS. So the, so the gun seller will have NICS. They'll have that background check. Yeah, we don't. That, that that's federally mandated, yeah. right? That's got to run. We're not supplanting that. Yeah, that yeah. They're going to do their thing. It's business as usual. Right. But we're looking at all the ways in which that's deficient and broken, mm. and the ways in which those gaps can be plugged. Where we all agree that you know there's a place for these things, but it's not government's place. We don't want mm. government doing some of these things, and we're su- we're backstopping and supplementing NICS. Okay. Yeah. That's that's essentially what's going on. So you you have. Um Tell tell me the tell me the data or t- what what data do you collect and how? So even that, like, let's stop using that terminology, right? Because mm-hmm. folks, uh, uh, rightfully so, have a fear of data collection. Mm-hmm. They should, right? And I encourage anybody that I can, given my background in advertising, mm-hmm. like, you don't even un- you can't even fathom what's being collected, harvested, collected, sold, and resold on you. And everybody should take a more active role in understanding that. So we're not collecting anything. Well, the the average, and just for context, the average person in America, the big data companies have something like 365 data points on you as an individual. Psychographic, everything about you, like your spending habits, all that shit, right? Exactly. And so back to like my previous world, right, all day long. I would look at you, I'd say, hey, mm-hmm. Dan Holloway, let's look at all of this data mm-hmm. that you've openly given us across your phone, television, refrigerator, toaster oven, car, et cetera, et cetera, you know, and all of the other things that you do. And can I make the deductions on your emotional well state of being, your sentiment at any given moment, but really as it pertains to your feeling about a product or a brand, mm-hmm. right, to be able to better sell you crap, to be either better exploit you in certain moment, moments, right, based on how you're feeling, to get the right thing in front of your face, right. pressure you and manipulate you in the right way to sell you stuff. That's happening all day long. And so we're not looking to do any of that. I'm just using that as an example of sort of that genie is out of the bottle. And we all accept that level of perverse treatment of mm-hmm. data all day long around us that I think we should rally against to an extent. We're suggesting just just a, just a sliver, right, of a little bit better intelligence commensurate with like what 2023 is, right? Mm. The problems that we, the unique problems that we face today, and the capabilities that we have today, to better protect all of our lives, and in turn, what that really does also is we're protecting our American businesses. We're protecting the well-intended gun manufacturers and gun sellers, right? Mm that are left holding the fucking bag of shit when the wheels go off. The federal government doesn't take responsibility. The federal government in the Sutherland Springs case, right, outwardly says, we're not liable for damages, guys, because our systems don't work. You can't expect them to work. Right. That's their, their formal legal defense, right? So who, who, whether we like it or not, the reality is, is that it's the industry, right, and guys like you and I and the 90 million consumers that the industry serves, that it protects by empowering to protect themselves, that ends up holding that bag 
that faces all of the billions of dollars in litigation, optics, and press, press, you know, public relations nightmares when the wheels come off as they just keep doing. Again, because the system that's in place, the only tool I'm giving you as a well-intended gun store owner was set up in 1993 to solve 1993 problems, mm. right? And so I think we can get into, and I'll get into a little bit more about, you know, what, how, how we do what we do, but mm. why don't we back up for a little bit? Because I feel like very few people understand what even a background check is. Yeah, There's this violent argument happening and people keep invoking this term and, and keyboard warriors are going nuts about mm-hmm. it and nobody really even understands what the heck they're talking about. Well, it's, a, it's mostly just public data scrape, right? Like your, your criminal records, sure, but a lot of it is just a public data scrape. Like you, I mean, I, I encourage you to search your name in Google, Yep, your full name, then search partial name with a birth date, search your name with your phone number, search your name with your, or just search your address with your phone number and yep. see all of the fucking information that pops oh, yeah. up. Like yeah. I used to, I did this shit for the government back in the day. Most of, like I had access to every criminal database that exists, including the fucking terror watch list. And most of my information came from public records. You know what I mean? Yep. It, it's like, and if you're out there and you're concerned about that, you should be. There's you ways. Should be. There's ways to mitigate that. By the way, you can hire Absolutely. companies to fix that for you. But anyways, continue. Absolutely. But I, I'm talking about it as it pertains specifically to that. What happens when you purchase a firearm, mm-hmm. right? And and sure, New York, California, they do their own little secret sauce magic above mm-hmm. and beyond the federal stuff that I think we both would would disagree. It's not effective. There's been how many mass shootings in California yeah, yeah. this year, despite all of those things. Yeah. It's just effective at impeding law-abiding citizens, right, and creating again. It's government officials posturing that they're doing something Mm. doing a self high five but it's not these aren't really effective or intelligently designed measures right because they're not they're not focused on identifying risk which is really what we're talking about we're talking about business intelligence and identifying who are the high risk people Mm. the guys that you could spot you can look at right right here we got this little takeaway with some of these guys for the most part you can like look at one of these fellas and be like oh that squirrely dude man something's off right Mm. plain to see how do we identify them with data and make that actionable and focus on high-risk individuals, not focusing on these arbitrary, nonsensical, like as if somebody who's motivated to commit mass murder can't take 10-round magazines, duct tape them together, train, flip mm-hmm. them, and be just as quick with a high-capacity magazine, as if somebody who has a you know, uh, a Glock pistol like Dylan Root mm-hmm. used in, in to murder nine people in the Charleston church can't be as effective as somebody with what we would like to classify as an assault rifle, like all that is a fool's errand. It's about, yeah. again, identifying high-risk individuals. Right. So how do they currently do it, right? When you, we go to a gun store today, what, what's happening when they're, when they're mm-hmm. you know, clicking that button, I'm filling out the little form, and it's processing? What is ha- taking place? Uh, you're, they put your name and social and address in, and it goes to Nick's, and it's either red or green probably right see they're pass fail i don't think they it's pass fail pause they don't send you any fucking information well no you as the consumer have no idea how the calculus was yeah. done like what they found or what yielded a pass fail pause pause mm. by the way means federal government has three days to figure out what the hell they found mm. they got a hit but they don't know what it is it's not properly classified mm. what does that mean if they can't figure it out in three days release the gun anyway right. right but so what are they looking for right what are the federal statutes mandate and what are they functionally able to look for it really just comes down to serious convictions of crime, Mm. right? That's really the crux of it. It's that coupled with you fill out a form and you self-attest on form 4473, 
essentially, I'm not a fucking lunatic. Right. No, I'm not. I'm not mentally. I haven't been committed to a mental hospital. Right. And the, the dude who just shot up Maine um, actually was honest. Right. And said when he went to buy a silencer in that form, I, well, I did just get out of a mental. He was the one guy in history that was honest on that form. Yeah. And they did not. And they did the right thing and they denied him that sale. Right. But most of these lunatics. Right. Obviously aren't honest on that form. What is what is the threat? If you lie on that form. You can get charged with perjury. So for a career criminal, right, that maybe is going to buy, get a gun unlawfully, rob a liquor store, mm-hmm. tacking on mm-hmm. another four years, right, with a perjury charge on top of that, that could be maybe something to dissuade them. Somebody who's standing at a store at the point of sale, already intent, you know, on committing mass murder and or killing themselves, and they're often linked. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys are like committing suicide by mass yeah, yeah. murder, right? The threat of perjury <laughs> is not going to dissuade them. Yeah from lying on that form. It's kind of, it's cartoonish, right? When we say it out loud and we understand what's actually happening, it just makes no sense. We all get it, right? But most people don't even have that conversation. They just throw around this term background checks without even understanding what exists today and how could it be intelligently augmented and supplemented. Mm -hmm. Conviction data alone is not enough, unfortunately, in today's world. I think you and I would agree, right? There are people committing bad crimes. They're getting arrested, they're getting booked and they're not getting prosecuted. And it's happening worse and worse and worse, more and more and more. There's a whole political conversation about that to have. I'm sure that you have that conversation. Mm. I'm not even interested in getting into it. I don't give a shit about the motivations or the why. The bottom line is folks are doing bad things. We're seeing it all the time in social media. We're seeing assault and violent crime and roving packs of lawless you know, young people destroying property, attacking people. They're not getting prosecuted. They're not leading to the kind of convictions that Nick's needs to function to say, hey, that's a high-risk individual. Sure. And I mean, we, I, I, you know what I would love to see is data on Nick's approvals for people that are out on no-cash bail, for example, for violent crimes. Because technically speaking, it is perfectly legal for them to buy a handgun. Well, if you are under active indictment, technically, according mm-hmm. to existing federal statute, no, that's supposed to be grounds for denial. But how does the record? Yeah, yeah, because that's another area where the wheel the, again, mm-hmm. like any system, right, is only as good as the data. Yeah. And so there's a there's a there's a really 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 loaded conversation to have here about how we improve all of this. Mm-hmm. You've got in addition to what we we're talking about, right, and these inherent deficiencies today of just looking at conviction data, why that's not enough anymore. Mm-hmm. You also have the the pure bottlenecking of record generation, right? Something like I think it's like twenty one hundred precincts in the United States are like one person. Mm. One person is the entire police precinct. So overwhelmingly, they're unable to even keep up with record origination, you know, that that these systems need to work that then disseminate out and get loaded into these screens, right? So again, we think that there's more to be done. There's more to look at that we can all agree on, right? And that can, that's a dynamic conversation, right? That's a conversation we should all be having. What are those things to better indicate extreme high risk and protect, again, an American business from making a sale to what we know are like the less than 1% of yahoos Mm. that end up murdering our kids and, by the way, costing the gun industry billions of dollars and and giving grounds, giving credence to the better O'Rourke's and all of these nefarious actors in government that want the only solution to be this kind of overreaching legislation, this kind of prohibition, these nonsensical ideas of of disarming the populace. Mm 
Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babble.com slash citizen. This holiday season, if you're looking for a unique gift that inspires curiosity, travel, and culture, give yourself the gift of Babbel. Babbel is a language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. And thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you'll finally be able to discover the wonder that comes with learning a new language. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes a day to complete a lesson. So you can start having real-life conversations in a new language as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans. Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective, and with Babbel, you can choose from up to 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to the lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. And it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. So start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash citizen. That's babbel.com slash citizen for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. This episode is brought to you by ghostbed.com forward slash drink it bros ghostbed. It's the best bed in the world. It's the most comfortable sheets, pillows, the whole thing. I've got them all, man. And, you know, they wanted to extend their best possible offer to drink it bros. They've been with us for a very long time. So this is the email they sent us. We want drink it bros to get the best offer. So I updated the code for 50% site wide. That's five zero percent. Site-wide, use the code DRINKINBROS, DRINKINBROS with no G, for 50% off site-wide. Everything that you buy on this site is going to be 50% off. Again, they get the best pillows, sheets, mattresses. They get the mattress protector. Uh, if, you're, if you're sloppy and spill things and you don't want to jack up your mattress, they have pretty much everything you need. They've got weighted blankets now. They've got the adjustable base, which we really like. I've got one in my home. So go to ghostbed.com forward slash drink it bros. Use the code drink it bros for 50% off site wide. And don't forget about their page to go plan. If you're with approved credit, you're going to be able to pay this thing off over the course of three to five years for 25 to 35 bucks a month. It's nothing. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drink it bros today and use the code drink it bros for 50% off. Well, we, they're just using it as an excuse to disarm the population. Let's stop. They don't. They don't give excuse. two fucks about. Yeah, I agree. Any. I mean, if they cared about gun deaths, they would go to Chicago and fix that shit because that's seventy percent of gun homicides. Right? Sure, with not, with, not just with unlawfully city, obtained but, weapons. Yeah. 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 Um, now, people on our side will say, and I've said this to you on a pretty regular basis over the last year or so, that the government can't be the one to adjudicate this. No, they can't. Like I understand. The background check and all that bullshit, and that I think Nix is useful insofar as like if somebody is a felon for violent shit, I, I do think there should be a pathway to get your gun rights back first. I agree. Um, uh, like if you robbed, I have a buddy who robbed a liquor store when he was sixteen, spent like eight years in jail, and now he's a really fucking outstanding American, but he can't own guns. That's kind of fucking weird to me, to be honest. He's like forty five years old now. You know what I mean? That was thirty fucking years ago. Um, so the government can't be allowed to adjudicate it. I do understand what Nix does. Um, we can't allow a third party, 
the ability to determine how and with what we're allowed to protect our families and our communities. That can never happen because they will use that against somebody at some point. What do you mean a government entity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Somebody at some point will get into that position of power and use it to fucking do negative shit. That's just... Again, I don't, I don't understand how anybody has this conversation, is, isn't an astute student of history and doesn't mm-hmm. understand that, you know, almost without exception, forcible disarmaments of populations mm-hmm. lead inevitably to bad things. Yeah, and it's happening in Canada right now. Yeah. They did that handgun ban for a year, and yep. now they just made it permanent two weeks ago. Yep. Like, you didn't think that was going to happen, dude? Come on. Uh, but I'll, I'll say this as well. The right of association is paramount to the libertarian worldview. It is one of the most important parts of the libertarian worldview, as a matter of fact. Uh, property rights and the right of association. Yep. You have the right to choose not to sell a weapon to somebody who's been charged with domestic violence multiple times, if you if you feel like it. Charged and not convicted. You are not the government. You cannot violate their rights. That's not how it works. You have the right as an individual to choose not to sell that person. As a matter of fact, a gun seller has the right not to fucking sell me a gun if I walk in and they don't like the, the fucking shirt I'm wearing. Absolutely. And you are like, exactly. if you don't exactly. want to make gay cakes, don't make gay cakes. Exactly. Go somewhere else for your fucking exactly. cake. Why would you want to patronize this hateful cunt's business in the first place? Exactly. The free market can work. It, it works we, really well. If we allow if, it to if, work. If it's not interfered with in yeah. that way, yeah, it works really well. Do so transact with who you want to transact yeah. with. If someone's values are not aligned mm-hmm. with yours... Don't transact with them as a, as a consumer or as yeah. a, a, a business. Yeah. So I know a lot of two-way people are, who are listening to this right now, their buttholes are super tightened of up. Of course. They're angry. They're fucking red in the face right now. Yep. And you should be, right? This this is something. Yeah. This You should any, – anybody that's talking about restricting or limiting access to any kind of way to defend yourself, that is a potential threat to you. And you should treat it as a potential threat. But not all potential threats are, you know, threats. Sometimes it's just – something happening uh and if me as a gun seller i want to know for example that devin kelly the kid that i think he was an air force veteran too yeah if i'm not mistaken that shot up a church here in texas yeah i would want to know that like eight months ago he had been uh uh arrested for animal cruelty i would want to know that because everybody knows now at this point in 2023 that that's one of the primary indicators that somebody's about to go fucking nuts that they're hurting the animals right as a child or especially in adulthood it's even worse in adulthood so i want to know that and that guy walks into my fucking office and i just look him up on facebook and he's talking about domestic violence or his manifestos there i want to fucking know that shit frankly that's me I mean, that's exactly what we're doing. So, I mean, let's get into the detail of what we're looking at, right, and how we're delivering that information. That's that's precisely the value proposition, right, is, again, you as a business owner, you, there are some things that you may want to be aware of. If you look at, again, whatever store you go to for whatever purpose today, your cell provider, you know, the car you're going to rent, the lease, buy, whatever, you, you name it, they're all empowered. All of those businesses are empowered to make extremely granular deductions and decisions mm-hmm. about who they transact with and whether or not you will fit their risk profile. We've been so occupied as a community, as a two-way community, right, with resisting these these ridiculous, unacceptable calls for o- re- legislative overreach that we've sort of gone too far in saying we can't do anything. We need to give the industry itself the ability to better decide who it wants to transact with so these, these guys stop shitting in the, in the punch bowl for all of us, right? And statistically, their sales are inconsequential. It's not mm-hmm. revenue that the industry needs to care about. It's revenue that can more than be offset yeah. by bringing in 
new new buyers that mm. now can 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 proudly participate in this, or of which I believe there's a lot on tort. Bullshit, See, on, on, yeah. The, yeah, the legislature, yeah. Daniel Defense is staring down 27 billion litigation right now. I mean, that's do they deserve that? Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, so you know, if you can avoid that, isn't that worth denying? A, you know, less than one percent of high risk, you know, nut job sales. Yeah. And so the idea is that again, the government, this process, the process the government uses was created in 1993. Think about that. Think about that really for a minute, right? Pre-internet, pre-social media, pre-fucking pandemics, pre this insane divisiveness that we live in, pre the mental health epidemic where the increase in rates and suicides and mass shootings is a normal part of life. None of that shit was, 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 was could even be contemplated at the time that this process was put into place. What do we know? Like you touched on, what do we know about these guys that are doing this, right? We know that they have overwhelmingly like the vast, vast majority of them, they have run-ins with law enforcement. Again, they're not always leading to the kinds of convictions Nick needs to see, but they have these troubling criminal histories. Mm. They're arrested over and over again, not just little stuff, big stuff, often an escalating stair-step path of, of again, like law, it's clear law enforcement is seeing them, running into them time and time again, right? And again, due to the inherent bottleneck, political motivations, whatever, or the way that our judicial system functions today, a lot of times... Guys like all the ones you're mentioning, Dylan Root and, and, and this guy, Robert Card. And again, like almost every example, they're not necessarily leading to these convictions, but they, there's this troubling, troubling history of run-ins with law enforcement, right? Then there's all sorts of other things. There's protective orders. They could be on a terrorism watch list. You know, they could be on a sex offender registry. None of that currently factors into the calculus that the government does. And our side you know, has some reasonable concerns therein, and they should, right? If you can end up on a terrorism watch list incorrectly, and it's sure. really fucking hard to get off. It's almost impossible. Exactly. As a matter of fact, they don't have a, there's no due process there because technically it isn't, it, it's, you're not being actively investigated, right? Yeah, it's just, You're hey, just on a watch list. So exactly. The Data Mart watch list and the TDS, they don't talk to the Knicks, so, so when no. you do, you go to a gun store and you try to like, like Omar Mateen, the, uh, the gay club yep. shooter in Orlando or yep. wherever the fuck it was, you go in to buy a handgun, they run you through Nick's. The Nick's doesn't talk to that fucking no. terrorism no. database. I would want to know if a guy on the terror watch list was, you know, I mean, that's, that's kind of fucked up. We agree. But the whole, the whole premise there is that I think, I think for the government to make it a hard stop mm. when we can question the integrity of that list when we just talked about how you can't get off it, right? Yeah. And if it's federally mandated, if it's now statute, mm -hmm. it's codified, that that is a hard no when it could be wrong and you really have no redress for it. Mm -hmm. We sort of, I get that. Like, we don't want the government doing yeah. that. But to your point, Certainly from a not. business intelligence mm -hmm. perspective, let me tell you, as a gun store owner, and you can make the decision on your own, if that's the only thing that hits on our on our report, right? Maybe, maybe you can make a decision, right, after talking to this guy in front of you that, it's a safe sale to make. You're you're comfortable with it. That's your right as a business owner. If that hits in tandem with some of these other data points, you see a troubling history of run-ins with law enforcement. And then this third piece that I'm about to get to about malintent, maybe now you as the business owner, you're going to say, hey, man, like this is just not a sale I'm comfortable making. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see this fucking guy on the news tomorrow having bought this from my store. <laughs> And then leading to financial ruin for me, having murdered a bunch of kids, having yeah. murdered a bunch of people. Like, yeah. I, it's just not fucking worth it. Let no, me I'm service sorry. the hundred other guys in my store right now 
right, that are gonna that are good guys with guns and are gonna pass this check and let me tell this guy to take it on up the road and go yeah. somewhere else. Well, this is what we say to cops all the time. Like, if you want to stop hearing about bad cops, then you as police officers start holding them accountable. Exactly. Stop covering for them and kick them out of there because they don't belong there. Well, I, I would say that so you could issue the same challenge to gun owners. Now, the problem is gun store owners are not mind readers, nope. right? Uh, sure, if some guy walks in with, like, a trench coat on, uh, you can tell them to get fucked or if, if, they, if they're high off their ass or some shit, you know. But you don't know what's going on inside somebody's head. Not everybody looks like a fucking shooter, you know what I mean? I think a lot of them do, frankly. Um, and I would be very suspicious if somebody walked in looking like Dylan Roof with, uh, like, dark circles around their eyes and shit like that. I mean, it's – but, again, uh, you know, <laughs> you're just not a mind reader. But if they're going to tell you what they're up to in public, you know, what their intent is, then maybe you should listen. Well, that's but how, that do, third you, how piece. do you do it, right? So that's that third piece, yeah. right? So in addition to the, the, the full breadth of, of criminal history, right, not just like, is there a serious conviction? Like, mm-hmm. has this guy picked up, been picked up in college for domestic violence multiple times, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Watchless, sex offender registry, this third piece, again, that could not possibly have been contemplated in 93, right? And that I think we all agree we don't want the government doing, but it has a place, is looking across the full breadth of the public internet and seeing if somebody openly declared that they intend to kill themselves Mm -hmm. or that they intend to commit mass murder. And again, as mind-numbingly stupid as it is, these guys overwhelmingly do that. They are overwhelmingly telling us exactly what they intend to do, in, in, you know, we don't know yet what happened with Robert Card. My guess is that he had that weapon for a long time. Mm-hmm. But in something like 65% of all of these cases, that's not the case. These guys are going into a store with the intention, right? They've already said that they're going to do something, and they're now going to a store trying to marry the intent with the means, get mm-hmm. the weapon to do it, and they're standing right there in the, at the point of sale having put out a manifesto, having put troubling content on open forums, chans, chat rooms, reddits, whatever, mm-hmm. literally just telling us exactly what they are going to do. That's this big missing piece in addition to those other things that I talked about that, again, I think we all can reasonably agree has a place in 2023 for somebody to look at, but who should be looking at it and what's the matter? And that shouldn't be government. We don't want a Chinese Mm. social scoring system. We don't want this ever getting into a place where somebody's looking at your whole social media profile and looking at everything you've ever said beyond just what fits this bill and looking at ideology, background, gender, religion, political belief, none of that. That's not what we're doing. What we're doing is very simple and it's searching for using an advanced algorithm to just search for, again, direct, open things that are troubling. I'm hearing voices. I'm gonna be a professional school shooter. Verbatim the words of these guys. Dylan Root, South Carolina, right? Published a multi-page manifesto where he openly called that he what he was going to do. I'm going to murder black people, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to straight up murder black people. And onward, and, and so on and so forth. In so many of these cases, it is, they're that low-hanging of fruit. that they're, It's right there. And they're walking into a gun store, and then within days or even sometimes hours, the guy who shot up the parade, uh, and I think it was in Indiana or Illinois, literally went to the store and like two hours later was making good on what he said he was going to do at that parade. This is what I'm here to say. This is what I'm proud that you've gotten behind. Like, we can do that shit, Mm. right, without infringing on our rights, without uh, uh, compromising on what our constitutional rights are. We can do something about that shit today, together. We can can at least address 
that, right? We can do so much better than we're already doing. Yeah, the, you know, the good guy with a gun, I like that, right? Because I think everybody out there should be, uh, you know, care, training first, but caring in public. You should, you should be not just for you and your family, but you should be, you're, if you're, especially if you're a fucking man, you should be ready to interdict when assholes prey upon your community. Absolutely. That's your job as a Absolutely. fucking man. So I guess the choice we have as 2A supporters is are we comfortable letting people die in mass shootings to maintain our rights without any recourse? Or are we willing to work with other private citizens to identify assholes and try to stop them? And, uh, like, I understand the mindset that uh, shall not infringe means that. And it yeah, certainly pertains to the government. But I wouldn't want uh, anyone telling me what to do, frankly. But, you know, <clears throat> the two ways absolute to me, I think. Uh, I, I agree completely. But so is the right of association. And as a private citizen, even if I was selling a private gun to somebody... If it, if it was one of my buddies who was talking about, if I if I felt like he was depressed or, uh, 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 you know, had nothing to live for or was getting violent, if I knew some things like that about him, I'm not going to give him or sell him a gun. You know what I mean? And of course. For his sake as much as for the rest of our sake. But as a gun owner, I sell to strangers all day. Or I'm sorry, as a gun store owner. So how do you know, Right. I, it's a it's a good question, and and we have <clears throat> we've been having town halls about it with private people that show up, yep. and the conversation almost always goes exactly the same. They show up pissed off with a manifesto about how they're not going to take this shit from us or anybody else, and by the end of the fucking conversation, they're on our side typically, right? Because so far, I think people I think people do believe that we can do something. And, and not just to, not only to stop some of these unnecessary deaths, um, but primarily to keep the government out of our fucking business. Government has no place. This is a business intelligence issue. That's all it is. If we can start, if we can start thinking about it that way, right, we can get far. And so to that point, like, everyone should be concerned. Everyone should be worried about where their data goes and how something like this works. We're not out there like, hey, this is a solution we're force-feeding. We're forcing down your throat. Mm. We're just doing this. This is like an inclusive thing. This is powered by consumers. It's Angie's to list do it. for gun sellers, basically. Like, are you an asshole or not? Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like your Uber rating. Yep. And we're beholden to nobody but our customers. That's the whole idea. So, the, but there's two. There, there's a there's two parts of the customer base. So one is the gun seller. Yep. Right. Who you know? That's the business intelligence side. But also, you know the gun purchaser yep. right can become part of this in the same way that getting your l like so texas now is a constitutional carry state yep. finally so is florida but to buy a handgun without a nix check you get a license to carry and then you got it right you can just come in not that it takes that long anyways it takes like fucking 10 minutes to do a nix check usually maybe 30 uh but you know it, it's it's an extra step so as a gun buyer, if you're if you're a regular purchaser of uh, firearms, you know you can you can participate in this as well, right? You you have you can look yourself up before you go to the gun store. Like, all right, just to make sure there's no weird shit going on here, yeah. and then uh, move on from there. And if there is weird shit that pops up, you have redress exactly, and you can explain how that works. This episode is also brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee. 
Coffee.com. The best coffee in the world. As a matter of fact, they won both the gold and bronze medal at the Golden Bean Awards this year for their exclusive coffee club entries in the elite category. So the best coffee on earth literally was Circus Bear by Black Rifle, one of their ECS. So I recommend that you go sign up for the Black Rifle Coffee Club. Use the code CITIZEN. You're going to get those points off. And, uh, you know, you get all the benefits from being in the coffee club. You get the free shipping. You get access to all the partner deals. Uh, uh, you get access to the exclusive coffee club. You get access to any new products that come out before anybody else does. You know, it's a very large club that they have over there. And the coffees are premium. Every single one of them is good. Uh, you, you're going to get experience for you. You can do just the plain coffee club. And if you want your two bags of, of uh, espresso or your two bags of silencer smooth or whatever it is you drink, you can get those two bags or one bag or whatever you want every month or and or rather you can use the ECS, the exclusive coffee club and get access to some of the most premium coffees on the planet and kind of learn what it is that you like. You know what I mean? So then you can order those premium coffees from black rifle as well. So, and we all know they got the best branding, the best merch and their buddies, you know, we're all friends here. Uh, we love black rifle. So go to blackriflecoffee.com, sign up for the coffee club or buy something, do whatever you want. Um, use the code citizen. You're going to get those points off. This episode is brought to you by first form dot com forward slash citizen free shipping on all orders over 75 dollars when you use the link and you're not going to spend less than 75 bucks i mean they get the best products in the world especially the optigreens you know me i don't eat vegetables um because they're fucking pointless so i supplement with optigreens 50 from first form it is precisely formulated green superfood powder meant for overall immune system support and digestive health. It's really good, aside from just getting the daily greens into your body that you need, and make sure, by the way, you're taking this with MCT because you have to take anything like this with MCT. 80% of your immune system is located in your gut and your digestive tract, right? So healthy digestion is essential for overall health and wellness, not to mention that most of your serotonin, I think 96% of your serotonin or 94% is made in your gut as well. So you're gonna be in a better mood. You're gonna feel better physically, and you're going to feel better mentally if you are taking these greens. OptiGreen 50 has 50 chosen ingredients, uh, effectively dosed. It's not necessarily how many ingredients there are, though, but it's, a, it's about the right amount of each. Taste and texture are not like no other product in the market. It's not gritty. It doesn't have a weird flavor. It's got sweet berry flavors, actually. 100% uh, of the greens are all grown and manufactured inside the United States, and they are bioavailable. Now, they've got other products as well. They've got the microfactor which you see behind me on every show, uh, and I take them every day. You know, you got essential fatty acids, CoQ10, you got all the stuff you need in one little packet for your daily vitamin pack. And you mix that, you, you make yourself uh, uh, OptiGreens 50 shake, and you, and you take those pills with it, and you're gonna improve your life precipitously. You're gonna feel better, you're gonna look better, so on and so forth. So go to firstform.com, that's one S-T-P-H-O-R-M, dot com forward slash citizen use the code you're gonna get free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks well so again like unlike the federal systems right we're we're putting all this data in your hand as a consumer mm -hmm. we're encouraging exactly that behavior sign up check yourself before you ever go into the store either way whether it's happening at your house or it's happening at that point of sale all of this is taking place on your mobile device you're seeing your results you're initiating it it's all coming to you prior to the retailer ever getting an inclination of anything right and 
that's in a direct effort to empower consumers to understand what data exists about them and then embark on a redress if mm -hmm. something's wrong. Hey, man, this was 35 years ago. Yeah. This is not indicative of who I am mm -hmm. today. Hey, man, this wasn't me. Hey, man, this social media comment, I know I said I'm going to fucking kill people, but here, here's my explanation of that, why yeah. that's out of context. I mean, I threatened to murder my friends on, well, I get not on Instagram anymore because they keep fucking blocking me for yep. it, but I still threaten my friends on a regular basis, you know what I mean? As, as we all probably do to some degree. I, I can't say I do, but hey, that's you, Dan. You're, yeah, well, I am that's a you. special guy. Yeah. Um, you, are, you are a unique soul. Uh, but nobody, but the system already knows the difference, right? If you're on yeah. like a fucking Call of Duty forum mm -hmm. saying, I'm going to light these guys up or whatever, like we've already, right. the system already knows the difference between that. But if you're on the university of, uh, if you're on Duke University's, you know, page mm -hmm. saying the same words, it's, again, context matters, right? And, that, and that's where now the system is saying, oh, here's a problem. Yeah. But, Again, you have the ability to challenge, dispute, and do redress with us. Um, and that just works pretty easily. Like, tap, tap, tap. Here's what I'm disputing. Here's why. Mm -hmm. Submit. Somebody will contact you. And we have at that point, it's not just about an algorithm. A manual analyst mm -hmm. gets involved. And we, rem we remediate. And mm -hmm. it either stands or not, or not period. Um, beyond that, yeah, think about what, like, what clear is for air travel, mm -hmm. right? That's what we want to be for firearms. Yeah. The idea being that there's a lot of value there for being a good guy with a gun, for yeah. saying to the firearms industry that, look, there are more than enough of us to sell mm -hmm. to. The addressable market here is so huge, right, of good guys with guns that you don't have to make those high-risk sales, right? We're going to deliver to you for being part of that, for being a member, all kinds of commercial value. Mm -hmm. Your general run-of-the-mill shit, you know, discounts and mm -hmm. special access to items from our partners early, special training sessions with the great Dan Holloway and Tim Kennedy mm -hmm. and all of our other sort of partners in that space, down to we're working on a fast-track approval process for tax stamp items, mm -hmm. right? We all know what it's like to have a suppressor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In tax stamp fucking hell, in NFA hell for 14 to 16 months. Yeah, I got one in there now. Yeah. So imagine if, what we're, and again, it's all going to come down to what, what, what we are asked in return. Mm. If we have to share any information, hard stop. We won't do that, yeah. right? And but, I, we've made sure of that. That's part of the, like, you know, not that people weren't thinking about that already, but I, I, I see my role in this as being a, a dick all the time. That's your role in everything. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, but it's good. Like, we, we have, we've had multiple brainstorming sessions, and I try to red sell this. And I encourage you all as well to think through this. And leave us notes on wherever YouTube or social media. If like you see some kind of gap that can be exploited, yeah. like that you're this is a this conversation and the conversations like this are beta tests for this software. Absolutely, you know what I mean. It's like if you can point out something that's going to be used by the government or anybody else for that matter to violate people's rights, then I need to know. You got to tell me because I can't fix it if you don't tell me. If you just shut down and say oh, "fuck this," I'm not going to even look at it then that's fucking dumb, to be honest. Like, we're not going to, it's not going to get, none of this shit's going to get any better if you don't participate, as uh, Plato said, right? If you refuse to participate in your own governance, you're doomed to be ruled by fools. And the fools, in this case, are trying to take your fucking guns yep. from you. Don't try believe their bullshit. Yep. And we're not trying to take your guns. That's exactly what the fuck they're trying to yep. do. Agreed. And so, you know, confidence should be had that Dan's part of this. What Dan is actually a part of formally is, our commitment to doing this right, right? Again, we're trying to represent the community is like, you have a vote. The manufacturers were putting together this kind of advisory panel with folks like Dan, folks like Tim and the manufacturers themselves, mm -hmm. right? Where they play a role in our corporate governance. 
where they have a, a you know a vote at our board mm. in terms of how we do this and so will our members so again you want to be part of this you want to say hey look let's talk about animal cruelty right mm. that's a slippery slope i agree with you but how do you who, who decides what that is yeah, right it's killing a deer animal cruelty. exactly yeah. there's some fucking yahoos out there that want to say if you're a hunter you're committing yeah. animal cruelty all the time there are folks that get charged with that maybe for livestock issues and that's mm. not really indicative i think what we talk about when we're talking about animal cruelty is yeah if a dude is fucking setting a satchel of puppies on fire yeah. that's a fucking bad thing and we shouldn't be selling him a firearm but no. making that distinction right that can be slippery. And so there's a conversation about, like, where does that data point come into place? Does it at all? Is it too slippery of a slope? That's exactly what this advisory council and you as our members mm. have a role in being a part of the conversation and making those decisions. We do not want to be beholden to and we are not beholden to any sort of nefarious funding. I've turned away dollars mm -hmm. from Silicon Valley sources and all of the people that you would be worried about funding something like this. We're, we're not interested. We don't want government money. The whole idea here is that it's me, it's you, mm. and it's all of us that power this operation as members and part of it, and that's who we answer to. The bottom line is that we can do better, and we can do it in a way that's, that protects our rights. What do you say... Uh, so I know you want you don't like the 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 phrase data collection because it's not really yeah. what it is. It's more it's data analysis, right? The the data exists yeah. in the cloud already. You're just skimming it to see so but still an adjudication is made. Um what is what what exactly lives on the double check server? And then very little. When does it go away? So we, what we do is really think of it as a snapshot in time. Mm. We're not monitoring people in a persistent fashion. You sign up. When you say, click, I want to do a check on myself, or now I'm in the store, they're going to do the check. It's, it, takes, it takes a snapshot. It takes mm. a picture in time, collects all the data that it needs, uh, uh, aggregates it, and makes the analysis and yields your score. Red, orange, green, here, here it is, right? And that only exists for as long as we need to either complete the transaction or complete complete the check or for you to embark on a, on a distress uh, um, a redress and dispute process right and i don't know what that looks like today that's something we can have a conversation mm. about is that a week is that two weeks is that 30 days what's reasonable what do we as the gun buying populace feel is a reasonable amount of time to retain that information mm. as is needed for a consumer to be able to properly you know uh, go down the path of redress the idea is is that whatever we decide or after a successful check is completed, none of it is retained. It all dissipates out in the ether. All that we keep, essentially, is now I have Dan Holloway, who's a member. Mm. His net, his last snapshot resulted in red, orange, or green. Yeah. And that's it. And even <clears throat> that is tokenized, end-to-end -end encrypted, all that, you know, all the buzzwords you want to throw at it in terms of best-in-class and secured that you can't really get at. And even if you did, it, it means nothing. Yeah. It's not telling you anything. Mm. We don't collect, even for the snapshot analysis, we don't even know. None of it factors in gender, race, mm. religion. None of that kind of demographic data that, again, back to our earlier conversation, everybody on earth is collecting about you. Your fucking yeah. car is now yeah, watching yeah, you and yeah, collecting yeah. about you mm. and selling. We don't even, that doesn't even factor into this analysis. That's it's, why they're giving you Sirius XM for free, by the way. I don't know. If, if anybody gives you anything for free, they're studying the way that you use it so they can sell you some other bullshit. That's the only reason anybody ever gives you anything for free. That's tech-wise anyways, right? Absolutely. Um, do you think the buyer should have the right to nuke the info at any point? How? What do you mean nuke? Like whatever is tokenized on the site, a button like delete my shit. Sure. 
But again, what is that? That's literally just Dan is a member. Sure. Dan Holloway, mm-hmm. member ID number 44, 53, whatever, and the last aggregate score. Mm-hmm. If you want to nuke that, sure. That's functionality we can enable. I, I think that would, uh, although it is, frankly, from a tech perspective, it's it's pretty much meaningless, but not everybody knows tech, right? I'm just thinking of ways that you can make people feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, but the thing about that is you're not putting anything into this as the individual, right? Like the end of you, you aren't, you aren't submitting any information other than your name and your fucking, what well, the same stuff that you would put on your fucking form four or whatever else, right? Way less. It's like, yeah, way less. We're not asking <laughs> yeah, yeah. for your social security. Yeah. We don't need any of that. Yeah. Basically it, you're on your mobile device. Yeah. You tell us I'm Dan Holloway. Mm-hmm. Here's my date of birth. That's it. Yeah. And from that, we're able to go look at what we need to look at. Yeah. So it doesn't like, there's no, it, it's a very slim requirement, I guess, for the individual. Yeah. I mean, again, we've spent a lot of time and energy, right? Modeling this out and conceiving how to do this in a way that is extremely lightweight, mm-hmm. creates as little friction as possible, and then is, is as, as um, least big brothery as is possible. Yeah. And, and what we're doing, again, is so much less. We're able to do so much more with less mm-hmm. than even the, than the standing yeah. federal system. Yeah. Um, and Tim gives some good examples. I'll, I'll, I'll give one about, like, let's say, to, Tim actually owns a gun store, right? So if somebody that, let's say somebody got charged with animal cruelty or arrested for animal cruelty or something like that. Sure. Um, they own a dairy farm, right? Sure. And it was some knucklehead bullshit. And that guy walks in, it pops orange for Tim, right? We can explain what the green, orange, red means. Yep. Um, it pops orange for Tim. Tim, as a gun seller, now can look at that and be like, it says here that you were charged with this or arrested for this, but never convicted. Can you tell me what happened? And the guy's like, I'm a dairy farmer, and there's a bunch of fucking dumb, dumb hippies down the road. It's like, oh, cool. All right, here's your gun. Fuck out, right? Which is like, if somebody exactly. walked in with obvious identifiers, you know what I mean? Like, that they've got that look, blue hair maybe. Not to, not to discriminate against fucking blue hair people, but, you know, it is kind of a weird life choice. Um, <laughs> but if somebody comes in looking suspicious, you have every right to tell them to get the fuck out and not sell them a firearm, you know. And you'll see that. I, I don't see the difference. No, you'll honest. see that today. Mm-hmm. I've been, you know, I've been in every gun shop in the area, right? You'll see those guys on not, with, with given no assistance and on nothing but a gut feeling, right? You can't necessarily do it by eye. Yeah. But when you engage with somebody, when somebody steps up to that point of sale and is talking to you, you can often pretty quickly see that this is a squirrely individual. Something's yeah. not right. This guy's talking funny. He's asking the weird questions. He can't make eye contact. Mm. He's nervous. And you'll see guys basically turn them away from their shop on nothing but that gut instinct, as they should, mm. as they're empowered to. Yeah. All we're saying is let's give you some actual information yeah. to back that up so you can validate that gut instinct or put it to rest, right? Yeah. I mean, and, you, what you don't want to do is abuse somebody's right to self-defense because of suspicion alone, right? Like, we, we verify here. That's, yeah. that's kind of the fucking point, is to verify, trust but verify. And do whatever you want. It's non-binding. Again, yeah. your business. this is about a business owner making mm-hmm. a business owner's decisions. Hey, animal cruelty popped. You have a, it's orange because we see an arrest. Mm-hmm. You know, red, so red really, what red indicates is something that we found that according to federal law today mm. means you're supposed to be disqualified. Maybe Something Nick's that should have popped it. on Nick's, but maybe exactly. didn't. Because some people have passed Nick's checks even though they exactly. have been convicted of crimes yes. that pre- prevent them from buying. Yeah. Or, or like technically speaking, if you're under investigation for domestic violence, 
right currently, that's a problem as well. Because again, there's bottlenecks, there's reasons why those yeah. records don't get ingested in yeah. a timely fashion into that system, right? And so we're able to actually, in some cases, see those those records in, in a quicker, more streamlined way. So red is like, dude, the law says this guy shouldn't be able to, it fails, right? Mm-hmm. Orange are all these other supplemental things. Troubling arrest history, manifestos, open declarations that they're going to commit murder or kill themselves, terrorism watch list, sex, sex offender registry, mm-hmm. right? You can be on a sex offender registry today. That by itself isn't a full stop. If there's a if there's a criminal conviction, which in theory is how you got there, yeah. that's red. But just being on the registry, right, you could pop on the registry. Well, you can get a misdemeanor for pissing it. outside and show up on the sex offender registry. So and that like could be a conversation. Exactly. Yeah. So that's orange. And that's yeah. simple. Dude, I was fucking drunk and I took a piss, yeah. right, yeah. within three blocks of a public school in yeah. New York City where there's a million, pu- where everything's on top of each other, mm-hmm. right? That's all this is. Okay, you know, I'm a gun. I'm a business owner. There's nothing else that popped about you. Mm-hmm. Great, I'll sell you a gun. Or, hey, I'm on a sex offender registry and I've got four arrests for aggravated assault and battery with a deadly weapon, right? And I've got some squirrely stuff online where I talk about, you know, uh, raping and murdering women. Mm -hmm. Okay, now as a business owner, in my best interests, I'm sorry, dude. This transaction's not able to complete today. Yeah. Um, So how does it work? How does the background check, if you want to call it that, whatever you're calling the process. How does it the work? double check? Yeah, we got to be careful. Aaron Rodgers will show up, <laughs> get pissed off. Um, well, we t- so essentially, I mean, again, it's all initiated by the consumer. So you know, you can do it at home. We encourage that behavior. Sign up. Think about this as like clear for firearms. So you're able to run this on yourself, and then that kind of gives you streamlined access to all sorts of different shooting ranges mm-hmm. and, and and retail facilities. Or right at the point of sale, store says, "Hey." We don't know this guy. We've never seen him before. He's acting a little funny. We want to use this. Yeah. Or they can mandate it for everybody, which mm-hmm. we would love to see. But, again, if, if I've been trans- inter- transacting with you for 30 years, Dan. I know you. You come into my store all the time. There's no need to put you yeah. through this, right? But bottom line is the store says, okay, we have this other process. Give me your phone number. Mm. They put in your phone number. You get a text message. And, that, and then it takes over from there, and it all happens on your device. You on your devices, the consumer, are going to say, okay, I got this text message. This is me. I opt in. Mm. I want to be a part of this. I'm I'm subscribing to this and mm. allowing you to run this check. Go. The results are then served to you as the consumer on your phone, on your device, before anybody else sees them. Mm. And 99% of everybody, it's going to be all green. You're going to feel good about it. Good guy with a gun. Hey, great. Here's 10% off your 9 mil. Whatever mm. else commercial value we can we can deliver push that through to the retail the retailer sees that that was a green all good yeah so the the and the the idea behind that is funding funding and capital or not capital but funding and revenue from gun manufacturers gun store owners who are opted into the program and so on and so forth can help offset the the retail cost for people that are participating in this program to some degree and the idea behind that is that uh if Daniel Defense, for example, doesn't have to pay. They're not gonna. They're not gonna get a twenty-seven billion dollar uh, uh, settlement. That's not gonna happen. That's stupid, right? But they are going to spend probably ten to fifteen million dollars in attorney fees, right? Yeah. So if the gun before company can some save, kind of settlement, there'll be some before kind some, of it'll be probably a hundred million something like that. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's which is fucking crazy, right? It's retarded. But instead of having to deal with that horse shit. The gun manufacturer is perfectly willing and and smartly willing, frankly, in my opinion, to you know cut down some of the retail cost. Right? Yeah, 
to, to like what, what you're doing is incentivizing people to participate in fucking civilized society and keep an eye out for assholes. Yep. Right. Yeah. And we've modeled it where, again, like think about clear for firearms. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's an annual membership sort of thing for <clears throat> us as consumers. And the cost is really like nothing. Seventy five to one hundred dollars a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you spend every month on your on your on your carry insurance, you mm-hmm. know, or any and anything else? What do you pay for fucking Netflix monthly? Yeah. You know, it's really we've made it very, very tenable. Specifically, so that to, to to foster participation. Tell me about uh, green, yellow, orange, red. What do those things mean? Green obviously is go, nothing. Yeah, nothing so there. green is go. Yellow is nothing. Yellow is, is is a vestigial relic of a of an old model of how we what, how we would parse out information. Okay. The bottom line is we we deduce that anything that could possibly be yellow has no bearing on your ability to get a gun, and so okay. it doesn't even we shouldn't even report on it. Right, lesser crimes. So it's really just about red or orange or green. And, you know, I was touching on before, red is what is already federally mandated as a disqualifier. Again, we're backstopping. Did Nick's miss a felony conviction for fucking armed robbery, Mm. attempted murder, whatever it might be, right, or any of the other things, protective orders, et cetera, that are already supposed to be disqualifiers. Orange are all the supplemental things that we believe businesses should know that are we know clinical studies you know uh, abound all of these case studies all of these mm-hmm. historically you know uh, uh, examples are huge indicators of risk right yeah. are, are predictors of this but aren't codified yeah, yeah. today into federal law and we don't know if we want them to be sure but yeah. a business owner should know well but we do and you can fucking deny this all you want if you're a two-way absolutist person, but every single one of you motherfuckers, every time one of these mass shootings happens, says the same thing. The FBI knew about this dude. Why didn't they do something? It's like, all right, cool, man. That's I, what we're trying I, to act on. I exactly. don't want to empower the FBI any more than they already no. are because they're trying to fucking uh, arrest. They're trying to call Catholic moms terrorists and shit for yep. going to school. I mean, he's like, fuck off, dude. Dissolve that organization. I'm not giving them one more ounce of power. And you're right to say... Somebody's got to do something. That's not wrong. It's not wrong, but do you want it to be the fucking FBI? No. If, if, you don't, if we don't do something, that it's going to be. So at any rate, uh, the point of that statement was there is a clear pattern here. Usually these people have had some kind of interaction with law enforcement within the last 6 to 12 months, and usually they have, if not some criminal record, it's either a criminal record or a manifesto of some sort or both. Almost, almost always, right? Yes, like it's, it, it's, it's very often rare both. It's, it's often again. Yeah. There's criminal history. There's warning signs abound that they were getting in trouble with law, doing dumb shit, mm. right? And there's some they call it like leakage of malintent, mm. where they literally again, like these guys are not overly sophisticated, with the exception of maybe Stephen Paddock in Las Vegas, who's this anomalous nebulous case that you know there's a whole separate conversation to be had right with that is sort of like the lone exception right these guys are not that sophisticated and they are openly telling us what they're going to do warning signs abound and i don't we don't necessarily need again if the mechanism to find that is going above and beyond you know just convictions and looking at what you put out there on the open internet yes we don't want government doing that we want us doing that no we want the Tim Kennedys of the world. We want the Rugers of the world. We want the gun store owners of the world and the buyers of the world doing that and saying, hey, get the fuck out of here. Mm. We're not today, not on our watch. We're not allowing this. You're not shitting in the punch bowl for yeah. everybody else. Yeah. So orange is going to pique my interest. It's the yeah. it's the, the dairy farmer who fucking 
had an animal cruelty charge. Or well, we don't guy... even currently look at animal cruelty again due to that questionable nature. That's exactly what I. Well, have... if it was an if it was a felony arrest, you would though, right? Yes. Yes. But that then you see it and you're like, that's not a real thing. Fuck off. Up, up to you yeah. to decide as the business yeah. owner. Yeah. Uh, and you know, pissing outdoors. It's like which I think is not. That's a misdemeanor it's arrest. It's a misdemeanor. Yeah. And we wouldn't even report on that. Yeah. Um, but there are, there are examples of things that could have happened that might be suspicious public comments. Like if you're, if you're uh, Twitter page, your public Twitter page is littered with fucking threats against particular communities or against yourself or against anybody yeah. really. Like if I, if I'm a gun store owner, I can, I'm fully capable of looking at that myself. Right. Like all the stuff that double check does. You could technically do it manually yourself as a gun store owner. It's going to fucking, it's going to cost you time, a lot of time, yeah. and it's probably going to piss some people off. Like, you can't, you're not going to tell somebody, hey, hang on a minute, I'm going to go scrape yeah. stuff yeah. right quick. That's, that's they're, not They're going to fucking leave, yeah. you know what I mean? That's not going to work. And but to you, do that, by the way, also to do that, even if you set up a dragnet of people in a back office with the manpower to do yeah, that, there's no way. you would have to look at everything. Yeah. So now you're into this, this privacy consideration where, wait a minute, to get a gun now, I have to open the kimono and show you my whole fucking life, and yeah. you're going to look at my relationship status, my familial stuff, all of the things that I talk about online and all of the interactions that I have, you're going to comb through to find that needle in the haystack. Mm -hmm. No, what we're doing is in an automated fashion not seeing anything except the things that are explicitly qualified as these open declarations of intent to commit murder or harm yourself. That's it. So none of the rest of it even factors in, is seen by any set of robot or human eyeballs. Mm -hmm. Your privacy is upheld. Nobody knows the inner workings and the details of your life, your financial situation, your, your, your spending habits, your, your recreation. Mm -hmm. None of that shit goes into this. I'm still suspicious. Good. Which I keep me fucking honest. Yeah, and I think um I think every everybody should be, right? That's the like if you're um if you've ever worked in tech before, you know yep. that it's like you can't <laughs> once you think you got it figured out, there there's that's the most dangerous part of the day. You know what I yep. mean? Um so I really do encourage people go to um Go to doublecheckprotect.com and check out the case studies, check out the site, and send me every fucking complaint that you have. Poke holes in it all day. Yeah, like please figure out a way that this can't work Yep. so I can fix it. And I mean, I think it's important to stress, though, that I'm not here. I'm never, and you know, you know that saying that this is like a silver bullet mm. solution where mass shootings and all, you know, will stop and suicide will stop. That's not sure, the idea, yeah. right? <clears throat> this is a multi layered approach. Like, I'm all for hardening schools, mm. I'm all for more good guys with guns. That's what we're trying to create here yeah. is a fast track for there to be more good guys with guns. It, it, all of that shit's got to go on, right? But again, back to like really understanding these mass shooters, right? And even a lot of and suicides too. It's these are like such low hanging fruit. If we can just just by doing this, reduce these events by sixty five percent. Shit, even if it was thirty percent, right? Yeah. Is that not worth doing? Is that not a huge impact? Does that not help? Not only you know, stop traumatizing our fucking children, right? But give way less credence to all of these calls for legislative action, mm. all these dumb fucking ideas about how to solve this problem. 
Like, right? That's like, it's worth doing. And we can do it just with this little bit yeah. of additional business intelligence. Yeah. And the, you're, just again, to reiterate, I know I don't have to say this, but you know exactly how Congress is going to try to solve this problem in the ways they have before by trying to ban shit and make it harder to, for normal fucking, yeah. the, the 99%, 99.7% of people who don't use firearms illegally. I mean, it, it's, 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 you, you know how it's going to work. They're not focused on meaningful risk detection. Mm. They're focused on arbitrary bans of stuff. Yeah. And they can't even keep up with it. You know, like we're not supposed to be able to buy marijuana here in Texas, right? Mm. We can go to any gas station right now and buy what is functionally marijuana. Mm. The private sector innovates. That's what it does best, right? The firearms industry is no different. It's a fool's errand to try to focus on categorizing and classifying objects and tools and honing in on specific codified bans or restrictions mm. on those things, even if you think that that's just. It's I mean, a fool's errand because yeah. they'll be one step ahead and they'll come up with a new way to stay yeah. ar around that. Like look, like, look at the way that they do it now. It's just like specific parts on a rifle that have nothing to do with the functionality of that gun oh, are yeah. Yeah. indicators that it might be more dangerous somehow. I mean, that's retarded. Ghost guns, this stupid shit that people are saying, fully semi-automatic. But that guy was a general in the fucking army, I think, that said that. I don't um, even know the, what that statement these is. These people are fucking retards, man. You, 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 don't leave it up to them to fucking deal with this problem because you can see how they're going to deal with it. And to your point about innovation, when California did the, uh, the, the quote-unquote assault weapon thing uh, recently where the magazine had to be affixed, some asshole within three months made a device where you could fucking crank rounds right into the side through the fucking yeah. uh, 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 port there, uh, through the ejection port. It's like, really? If it was that easy, to, so a good law is clear, concise, and enforceable. Clear, and it's very obvious what it's talking about, concise, and it is very limited to just that one thing, and enforceable like there's actual teeth. That law was fucking stupid because some dude in his garage was able to defeat it in a month. You know what I mean? And that's the, gonna that's always the case, right? They're yeah. all stupid. Well, I love like, that though. That's I anytime the ATF comes up with some dumb rule and it's just like, oh yeah, well, how about this? Psh, fuck you. Well, I agree, but I don't love the massive amount of time, energy, and taxpayer money that then gets spent on that dumb yeah. shit versus us focusing our energy mm -hmm. on like something that's actionable and doesn't result in arbitrary dumb infringements on our rights. Yeah. It's all a waste of time. It's all a circle jerk by these people to, to again say that they're doing something, but it's not. Again, you're not you're not honing in on risk. You're not preventing. The, again, right now for whatever reason, these dementoids right think it's cool, it's fashionable. Do this by mass shooting. Mm -hmm. If we really, really, really banned all guns somehow, even though we know that that's not even possible to get them out of the circulation, right? You're telling me that somebody that this is deranged can't just get in a box truck as folks have done a few times yeah, yeah. and mow people down on the street to yeah. the similar effect, like. They can't create explosives in their own home, as somebody here in Austin was doing a few years ago. Like, mm. identify the at-risk people. Hone in on who's really fucking high risk and focus therein. They shouldn't have a single-shot fucking air gun or anything. The rest of us, to Tim's point, if you're clear, God bless America, get a tank. Yeah. Mm. Don't focus on, on these arbitrary classifications mm. of things. Focus on risk. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But again, I'm, 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 I'm open to... Any kind of criticism of this. Sure. I really do hope people will fucking not just say, not just turn your nose up at the idea and walk away because it's not going to get any better if you do that. Um, tell everybody where they can, we got to get out of here. Tell everybody where they can find more information. Yeah, doublecheckprotect.com. Start by going there. 
uh, and uh, we will be rapidly growing up, uh, you know, our social media presence mm-hmm. and all that stuff, inviting folks into the conversation. But the best thing you can do is, you know, go there, sign up, give us your email, drop your comments, drop comments here with Dan, uh, you know, and let us know what you think and be part of this. Don't just shut it down. Be a part of it. If you don't like something we're doing, let us know. Help guide it in the right direction. You know, we can just we can do a lot better. Yeah, I agree. Well, look, thanks for coming by to discuss this today. I appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Yeah. And uh, thank you all for listening. This has been Citizen. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.